Welcome to episode three of Come to the Cookout. I'm your host, Tazan Van Cleef, and I'm joined by Brooklyn. I'm here in the house. Are you ready to talk tonight? I sure am. What's on the grill? Well, you know, I usually like to start with something like lightly seasoned, you know, with something prepared elegantly. You know, I want it to be upbeat, but, you know, because it is black history month it's we are it, we are as we're recording we it is february the 17th but i just feel like we need to just throw this black history month away and start over again because people are just showing out they ass this month what you mean actually you know you know what i'm gonna talk about this later i am gonna start positive i'm gonna start positive with a little known fact because i learned this myself this month because this isn't taught in school at least i didn't learn this in school have you ever heard of valerie thomas oh I, she sounds familiar but I mean, I used to go to a school with her. Her name, I think she goes by Valerie Jenkins now, but I know Valerie Thomas, yeah. No, no, no. This Valerie Thomas is, she's a black woman. She is a scientist. She worked for NASA. And she is contributed with developing the technology that led to the 3D imagery that led to 3D pictures. So if you've ever enjoyed a nice 3D movie, you can thank a black woman for that. Black girl magic at its finest, I think. If, let's not start with all the things that black people have created. Because if we had to remove all of those things just for a day, Lord knows we'd be in trouble. That's amazing. Was she in the Hidden Hidden Figures movie? She was not in the Hidden Figures movie because she developed, she got the patent for 3D imagery in 1980. So she's a little younger than them. But, you know, we've been we've been developing things and contributing to society since we were able to learn how to read. Before that, actually. Yeah, I bring that up because I know, like, there was a lot of controversy when that movie came out because it wasn't just the three ladies, obviously, that were in the movie that helped because there was a whole additional team that helped. Yeah, I do remember because they were doing the calculations manually. Which, when you say manually, that means by hand. Yes, by hand. Because uh, the IBM computers, when they were first developed, you know, and how they took up a whole room, their calculations were off. But the ladies that were doing it manually were like to the T. Which is how we always are, honey. Always. Well, you know, we got to go above and beyond for in every project that we do. I want to give you one more just because it is Black History Month and I didn't know this either. Did you know that John Mercer Langston was the first black man to become a lawyer um, when he passed the bar in Ohio in 1854? I did not know that one. And if the name sounds familiar, it's because he is the great uncle of Langston Hughes. So black excellence runs in the family. Oh, Lord have mercy. See, when you stand on the shoulders and you know that great, great granddad was the first lawyer, you know you got to be right and tight with your words, which is what Langston did to me. Woo, child. Love it. Harlem Renaissance. So what you got for me? You know, I don't even... See, you were so positive. I don't know if I want to bring the house down. But I believe I shared with you over the weekend uh, a lovely quick video that went viral. Uh, but all, for all the wrong reasons on the New Jersey teenager who got into a fight in the mall, which, you know, happens from time to time. But what is interesting is what happened when the police arrived. Well, he instigated this fight, correct? No, he did not. Wait, wait, he's an adult though, right? No, no, sir, he is not. Again, I said he's a teenager. So let me give you all the deets. Okay. The video shows two teenagers arguing before the young white man pointed his finger in the black teen's face. Obviously, the black child says, please don't do that. This uh, situation quickly escalates to a physical fight where both teens are seen throwing bowls at one another. 
As the white teen slams the black teen onto the floor, officers run over to the scene, tossing the white kid, who's on top of the black kid, onto the couch while putting their knee into the black teen's back as he is handcuffed. Now, the white, the white boy, who is 16, the black one is 14, is sitting down. The white boy even asks, am I going to be handcuffed? Even volunteers, so I'm not blaming the child. I just don't understand what's happening. Now, according to the report by NJ.com, both teens were banned from the mall for three years and the Bridgewater Police Department, quote unquote, is currently investigating the incident, saying, we recognize that the video has made members of our community upset and are calling for an internal affairs investigation. We have requested that the Somerset County Prosecutor's Office assist us in this matter. So we will see what happens. I mean, I know what's going to happen. I'm sure you have an idea of what's going to happen. And when I say what's going to happen, nothing. Someone will be suspended with pay. They'll be back in a month, maybe six weeks, maybe eight weeks. But um, I really do hope that this kid... And his parents think about like what options they have available to them because the force that was used on the black kid to me was very unacceptable and was unwarranted. If you weren't going to be doing the same thing, like I understand they were both fighting. I get that. And if you want to use aggression to break the fight up, but you nicely sat the young white man on the little the couch and, you know, he was chilling, having a good time while two officers are being very aggressive with the black kid. And arrest and cuffing him, which I think was too far. Well, he was a threat and he was armed. Uh, he was armed with his fist. That was about it. Well, here's the thing. When your skin color is considered a weapon, you're never unarmed. I, I struggle with if I wanted to even talk about this because I just feel like, what the hell? Like, I'm used to... I don't even know what, like, my thoughts are all over the place because I feel like I shouldn't be surprised by this at all. I mean, but it's a high school student. And I was reading some other things that have come out since then that the whole reason why this fight started was the white kid who's, again, 16, was bullying a, a younger uh, person that was with him. That was because he was too skinny and scraggly body type. And the black guy was saying, hey, don't, you know, make fun of him. Stop being a bully, whatever. So he was defending another person. Right. And I'm like, this is what the fuck? This is what we have to deal with. This is where we have to go. And, and what frustrates me is like being 14, having that action happen to you is traumatizing in any shape or form going forward in his life. I mentioned this when we talked about Ruby Bridges last week. And it's just sad that... You know, when Ruby Bridges was going to integrated school, she was six years old when she started. And she was escorted in to school every day. And she wasn't allowed to eat the f food because she, they, her parents were scared that they were going to poison her. She's walking to school every day and there are grown people that are throwing rocks at a six-year-old and hurling racial epithets at a six-year-old. So it's sad that these kind of things happen, but, you know... Unfortunately, we as people of color learn that it's a part of our life. Like, I, I know that I had the talk when I was younger. And it's, it's, it's hard to explain it to people that don't have to get the talk. And it's not that it's shocking. It's just something that is a part of life because of systemic racism and the world that we live in. 
But these things that happen don't surprise me. The repercussions that don't happen to the perpetrators don't surprise me. Do, would I like for us to live in a, a safe and secure and non-racist world? Yes, but I don't see that happening anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah, I think what's also interesting that I want to kind of hear from the investigation is I know, like, I forgot who it was, someone from the mall, which was like one of the general managers or manager, whatever they, their title is, was saying that the police officers are not usually stationed at the mall, but for some reason the Bridgewater Police Department, quote unquote, received a tip that a fight might break out there. So they were, is, was that premeditated fight? So th- th- that's what I want to hear. So I'm like, and so supposedly the police department dispatched officers to the scene prior to the incident. Because that was the other thing that I was thinking of. I was like, I know, you know, I was a teen. I never got into a fight on like uh, public property. I did get a fight at school and shit. But it was like, I remember mall cops. Like if there was issues with crews or whatever, there was a fight that broke out. It was always the mall cops or security, mall security coming over and saying, breaking stuff up. And, cite, uh, and giving you a citation or banning you from the mall. And I was very, like, perplexed. I was like, why? They got, I was like, oh, shit, they must go down in this mall because they have real police people. And then to hear that come out later on, I was just like, what the hell's happening? That, to your point, where was this fight premeditated? Wh- how, what tip did you have that was going to pop off to get there that quickly? Because that sounds, because the black teen was just defending what was happening. So that means that the... White kid's crew knew that he was going to fight someone. He was just going to pick a fight. And that's why I want to see. And I'm like, but again, like I said, nothing's going to happen. We will never probably hear the rest of this. But I would love to know, like, where did this tip come from? What time did the tip come out? Because, I, again, you, you the fight broke out and 20 seconds later, the police are already there. So it's not like the dispatch happened, you know, right when they started fighting or whatever. And so I, I, I can't wait to hear. Like I said, we'll see what the fuck happens. I'm not holding my breath because I don't want to pass the fuck out. This just broke and came across my feed as we started recording today. And I just wanted to kind of pick your brain and see what you thought about it. Where to, where to begin with this story? Don Lemon, a sassy icon in the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. is finding himself in some hot water. Why? So as of this afternoon... A federal judge set a date for jury selection in a federal civil sexual assault trial against Lemon in the Eastern District of New York courthouse on Long Island, according to some uh, court documents. Now, the anchor through his attorney obviously sought to avoid a jury trial. However, the jury denied this motion. So a bartender named Dustin Heiss filed a lawsuit back in 2019, alleging that Lemon approached Heiss and sexually assaulted him by rubbing his fingers in Hintz's face after fondling himself at a bar in the Hamptons. Now, the lawsuit claims that this that this all took place back in July 15th, 2018, after closing the Old Stove Pub, he and a group of colleagues went to Murph's Backstreet Tavern, which is a bar in Sag Harbor, for drinks. After entering the bar, Heist recognized Lemon, who was enjoying drinks with a group of friends. He said hi, tried to get his attention. He even offered to buy the anchor a lemon drop vodka drink. I guess that's his drink of choice, bitch. A little lemon. That's why he's always so sour, bitch, making lemonade out of lemons. Oh, and his last name is Lemon. That's kind of cute now that I think about it. Is that a, a two for one? Anyway, obviously, Lemon, knowing his, his stature, was like, no, that's quite all right. 
I just I'm just trying to have a good time according to court documents. Mm-hmm. Uh, he supposedly returned back to his friends and they went up their night. However, they ran into each other later in the night. And he said that Lemon approached him, putting his hands down his pants, rubbing his genitals, and then pushed his fingers against Heiss's upper lip and nose, saying, do you like pussy or dick? Now, Heiss lives in Florida, claims he fled the bar in shock and was left traumatized, suffering significant emotional distress from the incident and was plagued by feeling of shame, anxiety, guilt, and at the point he could no longer work at the Old Stove Pub during his summers in New York as he had previously done. That's the fact. I'm torn on so many levels. But what are your initial thoughts as this was breaking news today? You know, I I don't know because I don't want to be in the camp of blaming the victim because I wasn't there. Oh, of course. That's true. But also, I just... It's convenient that he's a celebrity because I I know that I've been to bars and I have encountered drunk men at gay bars. And... You know, things like this happen and then you you know, are disgusted and you walk away and then that's it. Like, I don't want to discount his emotional distress, but... I, okay, let me cut in and while you're still thinking. For me, this is the equivalent of white tears. You're going to tell me, me rubbing my fingers in your face gave you shame? Not to be funny. I'm just, again, this is just me asking questions. I'm on the same side. I don't want to blame the victim or a victim shame. None of that. Let me give that disclosure. But you had shame that a celebrity put his fingers in your nose, on your face, on your upper lip. Now, let me give you his side. Don, his representative, claims that Heist, who is 41 versus his 55, has a history of negativity towards Don's place of uh, employment, CNN. He said that the plaintiff is in the lawsuit has previously played a pattern of contempt for CNN on his social media accounts. The claim follows his unsuccessful threats and demands for an exorbitant amount of money from Lemon. Court filing reveals that a friend who was with Heist that night of the alleged attack said in a deposition that he wasn't sure Lemon actually made contact with Heist. Furthermore, text messages from two additional witnesses contain photos of Heist posing for a picture holding a Lemon in front of his crotch while standing in front of Lemon's home, as well as him and another person lying on the ground in the anchor's driveway with their legs in the air. The person pictured with Heist is the second photo couldn't verify Heist's version of events and was subsequently not placed on the witness list uh, according to court documents. So obviously there's been a lot of heat, uh, a couple of things. There was a lot of heat obviously during Donald Trump's administration with Lemon often being a target of the previous twice impeached president's attack. Mr. Heiss also contained a ton of Trump hashtags and referred to CNN as the home of fake news. Just some thoughts there, giving you some more context. Great, I love the context because I love a fact. Love a fact. And the fact that stood out to me is why do you know where he lives? Well, you know how a lot of the MAGA country were posting all of the journalists' homes address and stuff like that if you said things bad. Okay, that's, that's fine. Like if you know where he lives, why did you go to his house? Because now that seems like you're stalking and that sound, that sounds premeditated to me and that sounds like you were you were looking for a a reason or a something to incite a lawsuit. Like this to me sounds like you have less of a case. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting, but I, I feel like in this day and age there will be some damage to an extent. Cause even if you are acquitted, I feel like any type of sexual assault allegation does harm to your brand as a, as a whole, right? So I think like, let's say, you know, I hope that Don uh, would not have done something like this, right? However, 
if he if he has obviously pay the price put him in the slammer whatever the rules are based on this type of allegation but on the flip side even if he's found innocent not to be funny the damage is done not to mention you work at a company that cnn has had its troubles with cuomo and his brother and all the bullshit going over there helping the investigation and cuomo's your friend and cnn was the place with the guy with the zoom video right that was that cnn who was when the pandemic first started and he was was that cnn i feel like that was cnn too and so like you know it's just gonna follow you and linger so i don't know it's i'm watching this more of a uh, from a standpoint of like i want to see what happens to don in the event that he is innocent right because i think we've come so far in the last five years of like cancel culture and i think i don't know how someone can recover I mean, I feel like in contrast to some of these other allegations, this is mild. Yes, but it's mild if you are a white man. The issue is Don Lemon is a black man. True, true, true. Secondly, he's a gay man. Thirdly, he don't hold his tongue for shit. So there's a lot of strikes against him. Obviously, CNN supports him as far as like his outspokenness because he said some crazy shit. We've seen it. Like he, he don't give a fuck what he say. Right. However, it'll be interesting to kind of see how how the chips all lay, if you will. Well, you right. You did definitely bring the conversation down. I mean, we we started high. I, I'm just. I, I need something else. I need I need to get get away from the tears. No tears, just tea. What what else you got for me? Well, you know, it, it only goes downhill from here this week. I'm so sorry. Well, this shouldn't give you tears, but I'm I'm gonna give you tea because when we think about where the world is going, right? Tech has really turned us around and really made it to a place where we can't live without our tech items, right? Like you know me, I'm an iPhone, team iPhone all day. Love my tech. Let, let me tell you something. Today, my phone was turned off for about an hour. What you mean? Because I had scheduled a payment to come out today, and when I checked my bank account this morning, some other the things that had come out. So I was like, oh shit. But I didn't see the bill payment come out. Forgot about it and I went to work because I had to go. I, did, I usually work from home, but today I worked in the office. So I went in and I didn't think about it because I started my work day and I'm not on my phone like that during my work day. So randomly I get a message that says, we weren't able to process your payment. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So then I went ahead and like made a payment, but because it wasn't the scheduled payment, it didn't register immediately. Oh, uh, uh. So I'm like on my way home and I was like, why Why isn't my music playing? And it's because I had no service. Uh, I, somebody would have got cussed out. How? I couldn't call nobody. Well, see, that is something that I could live with. I mean, I can't live without my phone, but it's an e- uh, easy fix. So you're familiar with video game systems, right? I'm sure you've seen the PlayStation, all that great stuff. Yeah. See, over the last couple of years, virtual uh, reality has been a big thing. And so a lot of people are trying to be into the metaverse, which is Facebook's whole next horizon, if you will. (laughs) Play on the word. They actually released a platform called Horizon Venues, which is where you can kind of go. Like I wanted to get the Oculus, for example, for NBA games. Like, right, if I wanted to watch the Bulls or LeBron play, I could be courtside and really be sitting at my house, but literally see them like they're touch, like I could touch them, even though they're virtual, I can't really touch them. Again, this is a virtual space. Just want to be clear. Yeah, I wanted the Oculus as well, but I, I can, and I tried a friend's Oculus Rift and I couldn't get it over my head because I have too much hair. Was that the first one or the second one? Because was that the one that was tethered? Yes. Yeah, the new one, that's why I'm saying I could, it didn't, 
my glasses I think have a weird shape and it wouldn't fit over my glasses. So I, I understand. The new one is a little bit more flexible and it is stretchy material. So you should be able to do it now. And you could walk around. You don't have to sit standard. Cause I was like, I'm not sitting at this spot. I want to be able to move around. Although you shouldn't move around when your vision is impaired, when you have goggles. Yeah, I love watching those videos of people like walking a tire rope and then they fall off. The <laughs> it's so funny, but go ahead. <laughs> it's it's. It's crazy. So there was this young woman and within 60 seconds of joining Horizon Venues, Ms. Nina Jane Patel says that a gang of three to four avatars sexually harassed her. They essentially, uh, again, virtually, gang raped her avatar and took photos as she tried to get away. Now, I'm a little confused on so many levels. She said, my psychological and physiological response was as though it happened in reality. And this is the problem that I have with games and technology and where it's pushing forward. Just like with social media, and I have people who, I get frustrated when people say I'm being bullied on online or like, which I understand. Can't you just take it off? Th thank you, Tazam. Those are my words exactly. Just take your goggles, you pull them up. Guess what? You back at home, bitch. Back in the, the comfort of your home, the safety of your space. Here's another quote that I just had to share. She said, I fumbled with the controllers to try to use the safety feature, i.e. block or report. But as I was asking them to stop, go away, I realized I needed to end this as their verbal harassment and sexual innuendos were getting increasingly aggressive. She says she finally pulled off the virtual headset, but she could still hear her attacker's laughter and voices coming through saying, don't pretend you didn't like it. She finally had to hit the power button off on the side of the headset to end the ordeal. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know it's not funny. I, I feel wrong. I am not laughing at this young woman's experience, but I am laughing at her train of thought because again, for me, I don't see how I would even- You're gonna get us both canceled. Allow that. Like, that's just me. Bitch, I'm unplugging everything. Right, right. Like, I would take off the headset and just, that's, this is not for me. It's not for me. After this incident, because this happened last week, Facebook started adding boundaries where just like in real life, we're supposed to be six feet away from each other. In the metaverse, you can't come within four feet without consent. Like you can ask to get closer to hug someone or dap someone up, but you have to be four feet away from people. But I mean, like that was the kind of the fun of the, it's just like any new frontier, right? Like when Twitter, if you remember Twitter, when Twitter first came out, that was the wild, wild west. Like that was the best time. I mean, it's still the wild, wild west. You got to cultivate your feed. It was the best. Some stuff comes through Twitter. <laughs> it was the shenanigans. Now it's like obviously watered down because it used to be crazier back in the day. I don't think I don't think it's that watered water down myself. Like if you have taken the time to like cultivate your feed, then yes, because like on my feed, it's all like authors and publishers and art. And whatever but like before i did that i would just be like scrolling and then randomly see a penis <laughs> well that's something to get your, your uh, start your day off right bitch you get your day you have your morning cup of coffee bam a penis uh-uh no because i can't i you can't be like on the train like looking through your feet and then just a, a, a vagina is just right in your face Right in your face. <laughs> but then again, we all adults, so you've seen one before. So don't don't judge me because you you see a penis. <laughs> well, it was funny because I was reading kind of the comments when people when this story originally came out, and there was a lot of people saying like, "I've been followed by people," and I'm like, "But they're not in your real world." And it's it's something that got me thinking. Like 
I'm sure you've been through this, right? Where you feel your phone is vibrating, but it's not like it's just because we're we're used to that stimulus from our phone. Yeah, before my phone got cut off today, I thought it was ringing all day long. I'm like, who's calling me? And it was no one. No one. No one was calling you me. You was just waiting for somebody to call you. Maybe maybe in a different metaverse. I mean, metaverse, they would call it. You bitch, you got to put your Oculus on, right? <laughs> but it's, it's just something to kind of think about as we move towards this virtual space is like, what are the social norms acceptable? Because it is fake. You know what I mean? Because like, I was watching, because I like to watch things on YouTube, and there were, there was people who, I don't know how they were recording the footage, but, like, people were fighting. But it's like, think about think about if you had aggression. You Your boss pissed you off. They, they made you stay late. They cut your pay. Whatever the case, and you're angry, and you could go onto this platform, fight a fake person. A, you're not harming nobody. You go, you take the, the glasses off, and you're, again, going back to that simulant, you feel better. The, you got it off your chest. And you can go back to your dead-end job tomorrow with a smile on your face until the next bitch piss you off. I don't know. I think there's there's levels to it because, like, if you are, you know, then also using this to live out fantasies that are not necessarily on the up and up, you don't want to cultivate those spaces either. No, that's a true point. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they make these virtual reality spaces safe for their users. Since the, the phones came out, smartphones themselves, I can ha- I see younger generations struggle with having communication like we are talking right here, right now. Like, I'll see some of my nieces and nephews and stuff, and I'll say, hey, what's up? And they'll be like, hey. But, like, if they text you, they're texting paragraphs and, like, detail. And I'm like, why couldn't you just say that? Like, why you got to text me this? Like, what's wrong with you? I mean, to be fair, I don't want to talk to nobody either. Right, but you came from an era where you could talk to people, though. You didn't have no phone to text back in the day. Because we went to college together. So if there was cell phone <laughs> footage of what we did, jumping off things and fences and shit, right, we, right. we would be in jail. We could never run for Congress. Bar one. Okay? Never. Bar one. <laughs> and that's another thing to think about, too, is like this stuff comes comes back and haunts them 10 years later. Like, you think of some of these people who were at the infancy of Twitter that tweeted shit in 2005, 2006. We're now 10, 12, 15 years later. My motto is don't put anything on the internet that you don't want everyone to see. I understand you might have a strong opinion, but you need to stand behind those opinions because you never know when it'll come back to bite you in the ass. But can't you evolve your opinion, though? Like, I know we got off tangent here, but it's like, Maybe I thought NSYNC was the best boy band ever. You can, and I hope that you grow as a person. But also, you know, with, like you said, the instant gratification of everything, people are so quick to just put every aspect of their day, of their of their life on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. And it comes back. The internet is forever. It's so fascinating to me as a person that loves tech. I love tech, but I hate social media because I do feel like it has kind of killed. It's weird. I feel like it's killed reality because to your point, people are taking photos of their food to be like, oh, my God, this was the great meal ever, even though it tastes like shit. Or like, oh, my God, I'm at the dressing room at Bloomingdale, so I'm going to snap this picture of me in this outfit knowing, bitch, you ain't bought it. Or if you did buy it, you put it on credit. And so who are you trying to live this out for? I mean, have you have you seen those pictures of, like, the people on the private jets? where And there's, like, a place that you can go that's just that set. So people are just, like, snapping fake photos of them on private jets. I'm like, P- social media is cultivated. You 
this is the what you want people to see. It's not your actual real life. So with the virtual space, it's gonna be the same thing. Like you can't believe what you see. Turn it off. Oh yeah, yeah, that is correct. Well, enough of the metaverse. Back in reality, I wanna know if you saw that the good old Bridgerton season two, it's coming back soon, bitch. I didn't, when is it coming? The next installment is March 25th, so you have about four weeks, if that. So if you have not watched the first season, get caught up. I think in the new trailer, there are hints of a romance between Anthony Bridgerton and a new character. So I'm assuming that's gonna be taking center stage for season two, since the Duke of Hastings will not be returning for season two. Wait, who's not coming back? Renee? Yeah, he's not back. He's not coming back for the second. Then what is the point of watching this show? That broke last year in April. Y'all late if y'all didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why everybody was so like shocked. Let me tell you something. I know that ABC is kicking themselves. Are they? Cause I <laughs> could have fooled me with that dry ass Grey's Anatomy. Because Shonda is batting a thousand over here. Bridges ain't coming back. I haven't, I haven't watched Being Anna yet, but it's getting rave reviews. And that's also her property. So she is just killing the game over at Netflix. Wait, what was her other property? Being Anna, about the, the girl that creates a persona and becomes a socialite. Inventing, Inventing Anna. Anna, sorry. Oh, got it. And she has a new one coming out too, um, which I think comes out in the summer or maybe the fall, called Notes, of, Notes on Love or something like that. Let me just check that and make sure that's correct first before I... I'm really confused. She has nine shows coming. Where does she have the time? Where Where's all this creativity coming from? Because I'm trying to write a book and I can't finish a page. And she's got nine projects on the docket. And I didn't know that she was actually part of, I don't know if you're aware of this. She was part of the Princess Diaries. The second one, not the first one. I feel like I did know that. But she's killing it. Good for her. I aspire to be her. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what it'll be and when it comes out. But I mean, Bridgerton, as you know, I'm here for you. I, at first I was like, I'm never gonna like a show set in this period. You time hate piece. a period time piece. But again, it always goes back to storytelling and character development, which Shonda does well. Right, and it's in diversity. Like, because generally you're like, I don't wanna see a bunch oh, of old true. white people. <laughs> but like the queen is a person of color. The Duke of Hastings is a person of color. Like they reimagined it and made it inclusive and told a good story plus like honestly through the entire first season i was like who is lady whistle down and, and still at the end i was like i was shocked i, I wasn't i and and I, I believe that they're alluding to the person that we saw at the end actually not being lady whistle down no 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 the way i think it was that is lady whistle i i know that's the way i it, it ended but what I'm saying is um, there are rumors that this season reveals that she is not actually Lady Whistledown. Oh, I could see that happening. Cause that, because it just makes sense on how they wanted to kind of... Keep it fresh. Make you shock and awe. Well, she, they shocked me. Because let me tell you, Shonda Land is all about a good cliffhanger to get you back next season. Not even next season, next episode. So if you were gobsmacked like I was, because I was like, how are you going to be my friend and you going to set me up? That's fucked up. I mean, that's a... That, she was telling everybody's tea, even her own family. As much as I would love to talk about Sean Lamb for the rest of the night, it's time to fill my plate. I need some, mm. I need a side. And I want a good side. I want something that's filling, but, you know, I don't want any raisins in my potato salad. What is something that's anger to you this week? I can tell you one that got my 
dander. Oh, hit me with it. Tell me. What you got?
what what's some shade or some gossip that you know? Like, because whenever you go to the cookout, there's always someone that's got a plate and ain't bring nothing. So she ain't bring nothing. What's the hot topic right now? You were talking recently about Celebrity Big Brother. How you was like, ooh, you might watch it. You may not watch it. But you mentioned that Lamar Odom was on there, whatever the case, right? Yes. So I guess <laughs> this man has lost his mind. So I happen to be catching an episode. And how do I put this delicately? Lamar has made it very clear how much Chloe means to him. And it looks like he's trying to reconcile in the near future. Why? So on Monday's episode, he was talking to Cynthia Bailey. Again, my girl from ATL, Housewives. And he reflected on his marriage with Chloe and the role he played in its ending. Short admitted that Chloe is the love of his life. Although he did talk about Taraji just four weeks ago. And no one brought that up, right? Like no one asked him to bring it up. But he was like, I dated her, whatever. But that's neither here nor there. But he, I wrote this down. He said... I never thought about getting married again. I didn't treat that good woman right. Now, Cynthia, now Cynthia, she knows she messy. Cynthia suggested that Lamar reach out to Chloe once he leaves the Big Brother house, to which he agreed, and he said something to the effect of like, I'm going to try my damnedest. I would probably just want to take her to dinner. It would be, just be a blessing to be in her presence, to just tell her I'm sorry and what a fool I was. She has the right to never want to see me again for the things I put her through, but time move on and people change. I would say I'm a lot more loyal now um brother man brother man brother man you were on cocaine and if i'm not mistaken tazam uh, uh, educated me that you was in a coma and had five strokes and some heart attacks i can't even remember how many heart 12 attacks. strokes six heart attacks and you have the nerve to sleep around because you was in a if i'm not mistaken you was in a whole factory when this happened, if I'm not mistaken, when that all when he was in, uh being called to the hospital he was at a whole house how the fuck are you going to make it right for all the things you put your ex-wife through when she stayed with you, divorced you, and then still came to your aid after when your ass was hospitalized and nursed you back to health? I mean, you can only move forward and grow as a person, and that is what he's trying to do. And you miss every shot you don't take, so... You know, that's all I got to say about that. So are you endorsing that he should rekindle? Get that get that old flame back. I mean, I think that if that is what is in his heart, then he should do it because he's not all, all he's gonna do is think what what if and if she says no fuck you, then take that and move on. But I also feel like I wouldn't be talking about this on national television because if I was her and I'm watching this season of Big Brother. I'd be like, well, this motherfucker is crazy. I'm not getting back with him. <laughs> well, do you think that's a... Well, I was thinking about that too. But then I thought maybe this is a a way of piercing through. Because, like, think about it. What if I blocked your number, right? Or something of that nature. This is a way of a reach out. Oh, yeah, because I've done that. I've done that. Because when you're dead to me, you're dead to me. Well, but I think with iPhone, you can, make, you can block people so quick. I'm quick to bl block bill collectors, right? And they change it up and give me a new number. Oh, I'm going to block that number too. You change that number. Oh, I blocked you again, bitch. It's like whack-a-mole. So maybe she's changed <laughs> her number so many times. Because think about it. She got her... Think about this. Would you rather have someone who is hit rock bottom and seemingly has gotten better? Or would you like to stay with your trifling ass baby daddy who keeps having babies on you? And I believe we got three babies now since y'all been together and had your baby. And your baby, I think, is three years old. So I think, is that your present that you're going to get every year for your baby's birthday? <laughs> is a new sibling? 
you let me know which one I is mean, better. I mean, you know, you love what you love, and, and I just, bless her heart. Bless her, you know, bless her, you, bless her heart. Well, I have another another thing I want to put on your radar. You know me, I love a good music spot. I love, I, I love live music, as you know. I, if anyone knows me, music is my love language. If you don't like music, we're going to have some issues because a song will take me to a place mentally, physically. Emo- I, can, I can smell when a certain song comes on. Well, Coachella is a spot in, in Cali that happens every spring. Uh-huh. Um, but there's this, there's this thing called COVID, right? Yes. That happened. Yes. That pushed back. Oh, my God. I think this is the second year. This is the first year that it's back, right? So... Woo. The first year when COVID first hit, they like, okay, we're not going to do it in the spring. We're going to change it to the summer. Again, COVID said, bitch, try again. Then they were like, oh, we're going to get it. We're going to push it to the fall. Delta. And then the Rona did a remix. And they said, mm-mm, try again, bitch. Lambda. They tried last year. They said, fuck it. We ain't even going to try this year, 2021. And so now they tried it this year. And they're like, okay, we're going to bring it back. So at first, they announced it. And I was really excited to go because originally, Frank Ocean was on the original bill two and a half years ago. So I was like, Frank Ocean... Never come out his house. So Frank's there. I'm going to be there. So I'm waiting. The postpone, whatever. They announced it. Obviously, there's a lineup change because that was two and a half years ago. All the people that were on there, they've either dropped out, got pushed, whatever. So Frank's not on there anymore. So I was like, okay, then I don't need to get tickets. I can chill. And I was like, but as time gets closer, you know, I might, depending on how the world is, you you can, because in the fall, you can always put shit on layaway. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bougie on a budget. So I like to plan out my shit. So here's your $100 this month. I'll see you in, you know, 30 days, give you another $100 until April comes around. Got it. So at first they were like, you got to have your, you got to have your booster shot. You got to have your vaccination records updated, whatever, or uh, uploaded. You got to show it every single day you come. I, lo- I love the determination to health. Do it. Got it. I'm mean, cool. You have to wear your mask, but you got to wear a mask anyway because it's dusty as fuck. If, if you got the nerve to not wear a mask while you're over there, you're going to die just from the dirt being all in your face. So... As Coachella 22 gets gets a little closer, after being canceled, we are all been anxious. We're like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. We're, you know, because this is the first big festival. Yep. I'm ready. According to their updated website, it was announced that they've decided to drop all COVID-19 precautions, meaning vaccination status, test results, mask mandates. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. Now they said, you know what, bitch? Come as you are. Come as you are. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> and I said, bitch, you know what? I will just keep my money in my pocket because you know what? It don't need to burn a hole here. I'm going to have a concert on Apple Music you, and call and it You know day. what I said? I could I could play a play. I could put a playlist together. I, it ain't that hard. I'm going I'm to I'm work on it. I said, because what you're not going to have me doing, I'm not going to be in a petri dress. California Department of Public Health, again, the, the, the state that I live in, mm-hmm. has quote unquote strongly recommended vaccination because again... This is the first mega event of more than 5,000 people in the in the state. Okay, here's the thing, though. I strongly recommend that everyone wears deodorant, but I sure enough get on the train and be somebody be funky as hell. So I'm going to need a mandate in place. But T, what frustrates me, like, let me put break this down to you. This festival usually sees 100,000 people in one day. The experts are saying because there has been an absent for the last two years, they are predicting double. Again, I'm not going to be in a picture. That's what I'm not going to do. I value life. And Frank ain't going to be there no way. Boy, bye. I ain't going. <laughs> Nobody's there I want to see. Who is performing? Who's who, who do they have? So on Friday, they got Harry Styles is the main attraction. 
No. Harry, let me tell you, I'm not getting up in the morning for no Harry, Harry, nothing. He can style his way right into right on TV because I ain't going to be there. Not going to be there. The second night, the main act is Billie Eilish. Uh, next. Which, I mean, again, I like her, but I can watch her on TikTok and the dances that people do. The third night, they have Kanye West, but Pass. he changed his name legally. To be yay. No, no, thank you. So, I mean, they got other people like Doja Cat and Big Sean, but those aren't going to be the main act. So, I'm going to watch them for, what, 20 minutes and, and die the next day? Bye-bye. I'm so old. I don't even want to hear any of them. Because <laughs> I told you how I watched Doja's new video for Get It, Get, what is it? Give it to it. Whatever. Whatever. The video is stupid. And then I was listening to the lyrics. The lyrics make no fucking sense. (laughs) Well, I'm actually going to try to, next week, go to my first concert since the pandemic. Now, mind you, it's in a a small theater, so it's not going to be that many people. Now, I'm going to... I haven't decided if I'm going to do standing standing general general pop or if I'm actually going to have a seat in the balcony. Um, and the only reason, the only person who's getting me up and out of my, my house is the Miss Jasmine, the Sullivan. And that's it. Cause I, let me tell you, people have come, people have gone and I'm like, you know, do I, do I really, now I've seen Jasmine two or three times. However, that last album, Hotel Swooger, she, she took pages out of my diary. So I need to see those songs performed. Live. I mean, plus she is a singer and What I love about her, and I tell anybody who ever asks me, like, who do you love seeing? She never, ever, ever, let me say it again, go YouTube her. None of her live videos are the same. I don't know how you can sing the same song 12 times and each one have a different lick in it. And a dip, like, she, and I'm like, that is an artiste. That is a musician, and depending on how she's feeling in that moment, she's gonna give you. She's going to give you her soul, and that's why. That's the only. I'm like you. You can take my thirty five dollars because you. First of all, you ain't that expensive. You want to stand bitches on our budget, so you know what? <laughs> I, take my thirty five dollars. I might even buy a t shirt because usually her t shirts are like ten, twelve dollars. Girl, take my money. So it's like that's all right. That's the type of music I want to see. I'm not getting up to go see Harry Styles. I I saw Billie Eilish. Before she got big. I don't need to see I don't that. even know. I know he has one song that I didn't know was his, but I can't tell you what the name of that the song is. The Watermelon Sugar one? Oh, that's him? That's him. That's the only one I know. And that's nasty. Go look up Urban Dictionary where Watermelon Sugar is. Nasty. Helpful. As we come into a close here, I think it's time for something sweet. I feel like every time we come to this point, everything that I talk about is fantasy related or comic books, but I can't help it because it, the trailer for... Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness dropped at the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I screamed. There's so much in this trailer, but the one thing that stood out to me, first of all, I don't if you don't know, while X-Men is a Marvel property, the film rights belong to Fox Studios for uh the last 20 years. Recently, they merged with Disney, and Marvel now owns the rights to to those properties again. So, Marvel fans have been waiting to see mutants in the MCU. And again, I don't think we're going to get them in their own movie anytime soon. But, in this last trailer, we are greeted by the voice of none other than Patrick Stewart. Who is Professor X in the Fox movie universe the first trilogy 
Because there was two. He was the first. So that means that Professor X exists in the MCU, in the multiverse. Not necessarily in the MCU proper yet. But what that means, or what it infers to me, is that we are getting a team um, that is known in the Marvel canon as the Illuminati, which consists of Professor X, Namor, Iron, Iron Man, Man, Black Bolt, uh, and my Mister Fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. Sometimes, uh, uh, for a brief second, Black Panther, but he was like, "This isn't right." So I must. I don't think this is best for me. Just a group of white men making decisions. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I was losing my mind. I. I I don't know what what is happening. I don't know what's what's going to happen. And you see, you see the Scarlet Witch, and there's a line that she has that is so profound because and it, and this has had the the nerds up in arms about how she's a villain and blah blah blah. And she basically says to Doctor Strange, "When you break the rules, you become a hero, but when I break the rules." I'm the villain, or the I'm the enemy. Doesn't seem fair, and she's basically calling out the misogyny of it. She's like, neither one of us are right, but we're doing it for selfish reasons. The misogynistic nerds are just losing their shit at this. Can I give my theory? Yes, because I was thinking about this as you was as you was just talking. Patrick Stewart is too old to be in this universe, so I have a feeling that the other Professor X in the second trilogy of Fox will be in the chair. Although we heard the voice of Patrick Stewart. Let that simmer for a minute. Secondly, with Tony Stark dead, let me tell you what I will walk out of the movie theater seeing. Let me tell you right here, right now. Tom Cruise show his puny face anywhere on my Marvel screen. I'm walking the hell out. Because I understand he wanted to be Tony Stark really, really bad. Iron Man. He turned that shit down. That's on him. That's not my problem. Don't try to come back 20 years later saying, ooh, boo, I miss you. No, bitch. Fuck you. You you, did, I was, you didn't want me when I was down. You're not going to have me when I'm high, bitch. That's all I got to say there. So don't show his face in my Marvel movie on May 6th, which is going to be so close to my birthday. Because I'm going to walk up, turn the fuck <laughs> around, ask for, my, ask for a popcorn refill, and I'm going to walk the fuck out. I'm telling you now. I mean, you might be upset. Well, let's see what the hell happens, but I've already told you, this is getting... I will have to say this. I was talking with my colleague at work today about this, and I think it's going to get dicey because as a, I think we're getting complex, and I don't know if people can handle that because there's a lot of moving parts. Like, if you think about Spider-Man, like, right? Like, Spider-Man was a lot if you didn't watch the other non-Marvel property Spider-Man. Right, because you're like, oh, who are these people? Like, obviously, you heard people clapping. You knew that they played Spider-Man before, but you may have not have felt the pain that I felt when MJ fell off that roof or that Statue of Liberty. You know what I mean? I just, I think it depends on how they tell the story. Right. Because if they are, if they are telling the story as like this is Phase Four, right? Mm-hmm. So like this is a new beginning. So if you go into it and I haven't seen anything before this, then you just go in, these are established characters. Um, you might have to go back and understand, like, why Wanda is the way she is. But other than that, like, the overarching story, at least going from, like, 
the Eternals standpoint there it seems like with them they're introducing like the big villain as being the Celestials and then everything else is tied to that so like I feel like the Eternals you could start with and then go go from there without having to go back and I'm also interested to see like because I remember them saying something my my colleague was reminding me today how they were saying the Celestials coming to Earth changes what how Earth is looked at. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Because if you remember when Tiamat, when Tiamat's hand was frozen out of the ocean because bitch killed him, like, I was like, is that still sitting there? Like, nobody sees that thing there? Like, nobody's going to talk about this big thing just chilling in the middle of the ocean? So I'm interested to see, too, like, if they're bringing that. Like, there's so many little bits and pieces to tie shit together. I'm interested to see what goes down. I'm ex- interested for all of it. I can't wait. I have been a Marvel fan since I was eight years old, and this is just like a kid in a candy store for me. Well, I cannot wait to see what the hell happens and how they tie this together without losing people along the way. I mean, we will see. Well, that is all that I have for today. That was a lot. I am drained. Well, I'm, a, I'm about to go eat this pecan pie I just made. Pecan pie. Mm-hmm. Pecan pie. I'm about to eat this for dinner. You, I mean, you said it was time for something sweet. It's time for something sweet. All right, though. Well, now, where can people find us, T? Well, if you like what you hear, you can follow us wherever podcasts are available. And you can, if you have any questions, you can email us at cometothecookout at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at cometothecookout. If you would like to talk to me directly, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Tizom Van Cleef. That's T-I-Z-O-M-V-A-N-C-L-I-E-F. And you can find me on all socials at Brooklyn, like the city, Gabbana, like the designer. You are always invited to our cookout. Now y'all come back now, you hear?